0: When I think a man up, the first thing I think of is humility. You gotta be humble, number one, for me. You gotta know like, hey, yeah, I'm still a man. Hear me roar, give me that. I'm not perfect, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a process, and I'm binding to this process.
1: This is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Peace and blessings, everyone. We want to welcome you to the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all listeners, both new and old. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to start first with Black. we got to save the best for last. Black, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Kind of a short week, but it was a, uh, it was a,
1: good, a good weekend. At good.
2: We had a good time.
1: More on that later. More on that later. We are recording a little earlier just to accommodate
0: somebody special. I'm doing well. Uh <laughs> good week for me. Like you're supposed to ask him since he's switching up the cadence.
2: No, you should because you never remember to ask him.
0: I, I no last toll.
1: I just insert myself into this conversation now.
0: But you just better, Walker.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm doing well i'm doing well gatry how are you doing and whoop, oh, 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 whoop, oh. whoop! happy birthday good sir thank you as you're hearing this gatry will be faulty faulty shawty the big four zero you ready black there it is happy birthday good sir how does it feel man is this what you've how been does it waiting feel? on
0: you know what it feels like walker
1: did it feel like how i felt early this year when you crossed over the
0: burning sands it felt worse <laughs> <laughs> do you know why i felt worse walker? why did it feel worse because it was feelings of betrayal go on you know in my 40 years of existence you know i've designated people who i thought i could trust yeah people that are close to me people that have a lot of access to me yeah and you know as soon as you get lax with some of these folks they turn their back on you and they portray you mm. so if you don't know what i'm talking about um <laughs> this guy over here <laughs> was a crucial crucial piece in what turned out to be a great surprise birthday party for your boy yeah, uh, I won't go into detail, but uh, whoever positioned Walker to do what he did, you still don't know. Yeah, That was my wife. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, let me. Okay, <laughs> it was my wife, but uh, she, you know, and do, doing our uh, Sunday morning quarterback. Uh, she said that she just kind of handed you the rock and said, "This go, is what go, you go get buckets." Yeah, this is what you got to do. And she said she got out of the way. Is that how you pretty much. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah. She just told me when to have you, where to have you, and what time. I was like, Figured I got it. Out. Okay. <laughs> she said you were very confident. So <laughs> that sounds like Walker. But yeah, man. Um had a surprise birthday party uh for my 40th. And uh, man, it was great. My I know, I know my reaction. I'm so embarrassed by my reaction. But y'all really got me, Walker. Like y'all really Got me and like I hadn't, I, I couldn't. There was nothing I could do. And You know, you've had, well probably not you, but when you just get got like that, mm-hmm. there's only one reaction you can make,
1: which was just stand there and just look.
0: And you and you know, Walker, it took me so long to process what was happening
1: because <laughs> I'm really telling did. you,
0: even after the eruption, I was still, I was still looking for somebody. <laughs> And so, like, it had to, it had to, like, sink in. It was so strange, man. It was so strange. But uh, I learned about how gullible I am, <laughs> and I learned about how I don't have the ability to process context clues. <laughs> and I learned that. Well, you, what, what, what clue? Oh, seeing my dad's truck. Yeah. Yeah, but, but here is the thing. Here is the thing. I like when I tell you having a party for me was like nowhere near my on my radar mhm cuz like we got we got some stuff planned for the rest of the year and i was applying all that all that extra stuff to me turning 40 mhm so i was just you know handling business you know trying to trying to do my part and help progress the podcast see <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you know you know so easy so easy <laughs> easy work well it, 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 and it and my wife told me this like it shows just how much the podcast means to you because you were able to lock in mm-hmm. and like to the on the days leading up i was talking to my wife about this person you know what i mean oh yeah about the potential of having so this she person knew i had you set. yes and i was like i was geared up
1: <laughs> i was so what geared. he's talking about is uh i i suggested a potential guest who still will be a potential guest in the future but i suggested that this person wanted to come to the studio and and meet up with us to kind of get a feel for for us our personalities and what the podcast will be about and so the day of the day of the surprise party i walk into the studio where we're supposed to meet and i'm like Hey, he's kinda iffy only if he can make it, but we make him perhaps meet him downtown. And Gab was like,
2: Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how bad I was like, I'll do I'll do whatever for a daft this guest on no. <laughs> I'm a
1: podcast whore. But anyway <laughs> So just series events. I led them downtown, right to it, and man, were the distract. And I, you know, the 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 toughest part was what could have ruined the surprise because trying to get a park where I wanted to get a park was not happening because oh. I wasn't even trying to lead you to Third Avenue. I was okay. trying to lead you away from that on First Avenue where most people were not parked. Oh, so we would have
0: easily gotten. But again, which is why we saw my dash truck. Yeah. Okay. You weren't even supposed to see that. Okay. Okay. Well. It didn't mean anything because I was still still have my eyes on what I thought was the prize, but yeah, dude, it was well played. Yeah. Now you have questions about the event. Get to them, Walker, because I know what one of them is. What is what Let's is just one? Just get to them. What, what is one? Why didn't you stroll with your bros at the party? That's one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was up with you? Why you can't act like I that? Was not, stro- your I bros was, not, was
0: ready? I know, I wasn't stroll ready. Like I'm I'm rusty. My last my last Rusty? Stro- you
2: the ink ain't even dried on your application yet. <laughs> But facts.
0: But I hadn't I hadn't been practicing like I was. You have to practice. Yeah, we had to practice. Just to stroll? Yeah. It's not a step show, Gatry. Anyway, I had to practice. So <laughs> when are you gonna get good at it? I'm not. Okay. I'll reiterate. That's an honest answer. I'll reiterate that's not that's not why I joined the organization. So that's what you got Malik for. Yeah. Shout out to Malik Thomas. Um, But nah. I mean, really? Yeah. Do I need to invest a little more time into that? Yeah. But I'm trying to do other stuff, man. Do you have any questions for him? What? Did you notice that they played Drake? Dude. Okay. So my cousin, (laughs) my cousin told me that. And this is, this is my cousin's doing. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was playing sticky? Was it sticky? I don't know. Okay. I think it was sticky. But she she talked to my wife and said, I know the song will play when Ronnie gets here. And again, in that moment, I couldn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear anything. Like, I couldn't process what was happening. But it wasn't until I went back and watched it and I heard the song and I was like, okay, I see what y'all did there. <laughs> so um, I had a delayed appreciation for it to answer your question. Okay. Yeah
1: we got you good bro yeah you did
0: uh, I can't even say anything
1: so as you turn 40 man like how are you feeling
0: dude like I feel great man like after I got over the portrayal from my close friends uh, <laughs> yeah. no nah, dude, do it's a, it's a it's a great way to bring in 40 man because it, it was just as I've said on the pod before I was kind of dreading it I realized when I listened to it again that I was trying to pull you into dreading it you weren't having it but um <laughs> But no, it's just like in that moment, knowing, knowing my wife would care that much for me to plan that, No, knowing, and, and, and I think I told her, it was early on in our marriage that I won a surprise party. Oh, 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 interesting fact here. I'll get back to that. Black has been at every surprise party that I've had. <laughs> really? All two of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> was the first one a big surprise, a big surprise too? Or?
0: Yes. But what, well, this the 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 forty was a bigger. Mm-hmm. I could I could share this because we're because we well beyond thirty. <laughs> I didn't know going there that it was a surprise at my mom's house, but when we walked up the stairs, you know, my mom's got that thing. You've been to my mom's house, mm-hmm. Walker. She's got that that kind of window over the top of the door. I looked in there and the I the could moon. see, yeah, yeah, the moon. Increasing. I could see a whole bunch of feet. <laughs> And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I know what's going on." So, like, the the reactions were different. I couldn't see that with this. So, yeah, they put everybody in the back, right? Right, which was clever. Um, but but going back to feelings on forty, um, I honestly, I honestly think my my viewpoints would have been the same had this party not happened. Like, that's how big a deal this party was. But um starting with my wife. Wow. Yeah, dude, for real. Like starting with my wife with her um planning this for me, that made me feel special. And her remembering how much I love surprise parties, right? Um so it's that and then to see so many people there for your boy. You know what I mean? Like it's like, nah, man, we're gonna celebrate this milestone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like about yeah, strolling. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's what I had in my head. I gave
0: but, y'all a little bit. <laughs> what? About not a strolling, not a stroll. I danced a little bit. You did. Come on, you, man. You did.
2: Yeah. You did. I was um, a big fan of that lemon pepper, buddy. Say what? The lemon
0: pepper wings, bro. Okay. Can we talk about party regrets? <laughs> like man. starting with the wings. Starting with the wings. You didn't, you didn't get any. Dude, I had one and a half wings.
2: Oh, I got you. I got you. I got them for you.
0: There we go. Garlic, The garlic, too. He picked Man, up his slack. So so my wife, being the thoughtful person she is, she knew this was my element. And she knew, like, the more people, the more social Ronnie's going to be, which I was. So preemptively, she got a plate. She had two wings of each flavor. And they had, what, like 20 flavors of wings? Two. It seemed like every time. It was I, like three, I think. Oh,
1: <laughs> three.
0: Y'all do not want me to go on with this. But to me, it seemed like a lot. Mm-hmm. No, it was more than that It was more than that Because I remember when they got my plate There were 10 wings on them Because when she gave it to me <laughs> 10 different kinds of wings I, No, it was 10, but it was 2 of each And either either she told me it was 2 of each Or I factored there were 2 of each Maybe some of them were the same I just didn't know That night's a blur But anyway, shout out to John Owens Because I remember when she got me the plate I said, there's 10 wings on here I'm not eating 10 wings I'm going to eat 5 Because that's what we on." Mm-hmm. All right. I hope John's listening. But anyway, um, <laughs> I ate one and a half wings. <laughs> it was like, as soon as I sat down, I bit into that first wing and I was like, man, this wing's incredible. And I, I just couldn't wait to taste the other ones. Then you got pulled away. Yeah. And it's like, Ronnie, there. can you take a picture? Ronnie, we want to. Okay. So cool. Of course. You came in for me. I'm going to take a picture with you. It's the least I can do. But um, going back to feelings on forty, I know that year forty is going to be amazing because of this. Like it, it shifted my whole mindset, Walker. I'm not tripping, man. I'm not tripping.
1: I don't think so. I don't think you should. I mean, you're 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 getting healthier. Yes. Starting with that, right. proud of you for that. I Thank I, I, I kind of I kind of uh, I kind of hinted at it last last recording, but dude proud of you for the Thank progress you. you're making man so that's that's one way to to, to bring in 40 healthier <laughs> yeah feeling better yeah right you got some trips planned yeah you got some excitement on the horizon man this podcast is doing well like what we're what? gonna be down for
0: ain't nobody got time for that
1: That'd why didn't you
0: just say this a month ago when i was trying to
1: bring you down <laughs> i was trying to listen and understand what's happening <laughs>
0: Nah, but it was good times, man. I appreciate um, everybody coming out, man. It really meant a lot. Like, when I tell you I've thanked my wife every day since then. Yeah. Yeah, more than once. Like, that. I mean, it really meant a lot to me. So, yeah. Well, happy birthday to you, man. Thank you, bro. That's, that's awesome.
1: Awesome, awesome. I guess we can get into it. Uh, just talk about... I don't know. Talk about the pod, man. Okay. And talk about where we're going. Um, you know, we the goal is for us to man up, be better versions of ourselves, man, in in all areas. Right. And so I was just thinking about what can we talk about today, you know, and hopefully people who listen, just get the message. That's kind of what we're on in terms of improvement. Hopefully listening to us last week, you can see some growth just within us um, just in terms of how uh, we handle conflict and issues between us and taking personal responsibility and accountability. But I was just thinking about manning up and what that means. You know what I mean? So what does that mean to you? You know, you, of course we're kind of rebranding it, but we, we tell people to man up, but what does it mean to man up in
0: your opinion? Um, when I think of man up, the first thing I think of is humility. So, I'm I'm thinking about our um our um our podcast on submission, as okay. it pertains to the wife, and one key thing I don't know if you said it or if it was in the clip, but it was talking about how it's seemingly easier for a woman to submit to a man when he can be honest and own when he's messed up, mm-hmm. right? So in thinking of what it means to man up, you gotta be humble, number one, for me. You gotta know like, hey, yeah, I'm still a man, hear me roar, give me that, but I'm not perfect. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a process and I'm binding to this process. And yeah, I just I just believe like that and that that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Right. I'm not ranking them this is just just was in my head. Sure. Um I also think faith is a huge, huge part of that, being a man. Um, so you're talking about basically the spiritual component. Absolutely. Of a man up. Absolutely. What does that look like? That, that, I mean, that looks like, A, believing that there's something bigger than yourself, believing in something bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. and <laughs> submitting to that, whatever that is, Mm-hmm. And allowing whatever that whatever that spiritual component is to help shape and define your purpose mm-hmm. and believing that everything else outside of that is going to be taken care of. yeah, I think the ideal man knows that and is bound to that and excels in that, I should say okay and not and, and even that's not perfect, right So no, there's no. still there's still growth with that. there's still growing pains with that so um, those are the first two that come to mind. Um, I like what you
1: said about humility, because I think you can't man up unless you first acknowledge that there's room for growth. So, uh, so I like I like what you said about the humility part, and you know, we'll get into my thoughts in a minute. But you know, you talk about the spiritual part, and. I think the spiritual component, while it's important, in just in my opinion, I think it's a it's one of the more neglected aspects of manhood. Um, because I think when we're talking about manning up, you know, sometimes we talk about you know hitting the gym, you know, getting getting cut, yeah, you know, getting ready, get get your body right for whatever it is you're gonna do. Or, you know, leveling up in terms of financial, you know, even purpose. Those things are great. And we always tend to think about the, you know, the the outward appearance or, or what you can initially see in a man. But oftentimes we don't talk about what's underneath the hood. And so, you know, humility and spiritual, the spiritual aspect or a person's faith. Those are things that aren't I don't in my opinion aren't talked about enough. When, come, when it comes to manning up. And, yeah, I have to agree. I think without those two things, it's difficult to really man up or even be able to track <laughs> your level of, of progress in terms of growth. So, Black, you got any thoughts on what it means to man up? Any any, any perspective from you?
2: Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, accountability, mm. being, being accountable for your way. actions. I like it, Black. So, uh, being able to make... Balanced decisions, being able to like weigh your options and come out with a, a, a come come to a good decision to make. Uh, having control of your pride and your ego, I think, is a big thing now. Not mm-hmm. letting your pride or ego get in the way of your success. Because thinking about what just went on with like uh, Dees and Mero, I don't know the cause of their split, but right, I would think ego and pride may have something to do with it. But I would would just say accountability, uh, balanced decision making, and keeping your ego
1: and your pride in check. And and to me, I think that that's one of those things that, you know, I think that taps into like the soul area of a person, you know, your emotions and your mind, your mental. And that's definitely something we want to talk about as we bring on therapists and whatnot to kind of Talk about how to manage our thoughts and our emotions and and pride and whatnot. What you got?
2: I just thought about something else that I recently heard. uh, Someone was asked about the uh, Will Smith situation, and I believe what they said was that whatever you didn't fix before you got power is going to be your downfall. Hmm. So whatever demons Will Smith had before he got to the top of the mountain they caught up with him. Yeah. And were probably the source of his demise or his or his or his temporary downfall. Because I feel he's going to recover from it at some point.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, he just signed a deal <laughs> or something.
1: So manhood is is about also healing from past traumas as well. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. I think all of those have been great answers. Um I just think when you talk about manning up. You know, usually we say man up when (laughs) when a person is usually, you know, you'll as a kid, you'll you'll be told, man, man up if you're in pain and and deal with it. But to me, man up is just growth. It just is growth. And it's understanding that as a man, there's more to you than just your ability to make money and make a living. You know, it's more to you than just your brawn, your bravado. You know, there's more to you than your ability to look good or look flashy. You know, it's more to you than that. And you kind of touched on a lot of both of y'all touched on it in terms of the internal parts of a man. You know, your ego, self-esteem. You know, there's a lot of men who they have the outside, (laughs) their shell, their shell of a man. Because the 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 packaging looks great, but when you when you pop the hood, there's a lot of insecurity. You know, there's there's a lot of pain that a that a lot of us deal with. And so when I think of manning up, man, I, I think of of taking like what Black said: accountability and responsibility for your life. And despite your environment, despite your upbringing. I am going to take responsibility for my life moving forward. It's no longer the responsibility of what, of whoever hurt me in the past or whatever. I am now accountable for that and humbling myself to know that, Hey, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm motivated to, to improve and get better. Right. And so I just think, I think when you talk about manning up, I, I just see growth spiritually, you know, you're, you you should have a better, your, I believe your value systems or your guiding principles should evolve and improve year after year. There's something else you should be realizing about your values and about how you see the world, how you see people that should be improving. And one of the things about growth is you can tell that something is becoming healthy when it's able to reproduce. And so when I think for for us as men, like one of the, the key factors about being healthy as men is our ability to impact other men and earn the respect of other men. And that comes from growing in these different areas because men recognize productivity. You know, our favorite players we enjoy watching happen to be really good players. So we respect productivity. So to be productive in every area, man, like to me, I think, and I think you alluded to it. It's not perfection. Perfection. It's not perfection, but you can grow from mistakes. You know, you can grow from shortcomings. And so I think to, to really build that respect is a person who's willing to grow and get better. And that's, that's kind of what I think of when we think about manning up. I also think of masculinity. You know and that's kind of what i want to talk about like leaning into masculinity um what what do you what does that mean to you gatry when you hear masculinity
0: (laughs) i've cheated i've cheated (laughs) what do you mean like i mean it takes me to the the controversial toxic masculinity that's like that that those are the those are the rhythms that resonate when i hear that (laughs) You only, so when you hear masculinity, you go straight to toxic masculinity. Now, yeah. Cause think about it. Socially, How do you get there. Cause socially that's what that, I mean, that, that phrase is caught fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we, I'm not going to blame all of society, but those pockets of society that, that tend to hone in on toxic masculinity refuse to define what that masculinity is. Speaking of which, Black,
1: can you can you begin looking that up as Gatchery uh, <laughs> continues to elaborate? Which
0: look up which term? Toxic masculinity. So yeah, so I'm ashamed to admit both actually. If you don't mind, I'm ashamed to admit that's him. that's where I go immediately. You got it already, Black. Mm-hmm. Good night. What kind of producer, Walker? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's grown. I love this guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope these forty year old vibes keep
0: going
1: on hey he gets better and better black (laughs) exactly
0: um it's troubling it's troubling to admit that okay yeah because we've in a sense lost sight of what true masculinity is we want to toxify it and talk about that okay so just giving you (laughs) <laughs> like the underlying factors of why I'm led to that. So when I asked you about
1: masculinity, you said I go to toxic. What is toxic masculinity, in oh, your opinion? Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> I can't give you uh, a you wordsmithy smithy definition. You, you, I can give you examples. That's fine. Okay. I mean, toxic masculinity, the way I digest it, is not crying or, not, or thinking that crying is not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's being homophobic, toxic masculinity, in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's, it's, you know, only wearing certain colors, toxic masculinity, right? It's, I am man, hear me roar. Nothing else matters. Okay.
1: What do you, uh... I heard a smirk over there.
2: Now, every time he says "I am man," hear me re- hear me roar. I'm like, it's "I am woman." Hear me roar. It's not about a man.
0: Oh, toxic masculinity.
2: I mean, I've always heard. I mean, that's always heard. I never heard it. I never heard it <laughs> from a male perspective. Exhibit C, Walker. I've, I've always heard "I am woman." Hear me roar. Not "I am man." <laughs>
0: I, mean, I, I haven't either. All, jokes, all right? jokes aside, I don't think I've heard that either.
1: <laughs> right, I'm saying to say, I don't think he's wrong. Um, what, what definition do you have of masculinity over there, Black?
2: It says, masculinity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles associated with men and boys. Masculinity can be understood as socially constructed, And there is also evidence that some behaviors considered masculine are influenced by both cultural factors and biological factors.
1: Now, what do you have on toxic masculinity?
2: The concept of toxic masculinity is used in academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and men
1: themselves. So if i understand that correctly it's in an effort to appear masculine or to in an effort to prove one's manhood reverting to what will be considered destructive behaviors yeah it also says uh it involves
2: cultural pressures for men to behave in a certain way
1: okay so, the I'm glad you brought up brought this up because in the past, I would get triggered when I would hear toxic masculinity. Gat, Gat can attest to that. Um, yeah, I would roll my eyes sometimes when Gatry would 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 bring up toxic masculinity. And I understand, I understand how. That word might come about in certain context when you talk about destructive behaviors. But there are several reasons why I get triggered when I hear that word. And it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, Gat, and help me out here. Just, you know, giving you insight into why I get triggered. Number one, I think that word has been is overused by just just within society, social media, whatever, right? I think sometimes that word is used in certain contexts when I don't think that's the appropriate term. Also, I think because of that, we've muddied the waters between what is considered healthy masculinity versus what is toxic. The second issue I have with that is you know in our society our in our society exists double standards, and so what may apply over here may not necessarily be applied over there. And so while we talk about toxic masculinity, <laughs> what was that? I think I just broke the couch. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Okay. That was your, your bottle? Yes. Okay. It's like, we paid too much for this. Guy. That's <laughs> um, It's broken now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 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 or just broke. <laughs> um, But I don't see the same energy being applied when it refers to toxic femininity. Mm. Here's the thing. And here's how I feel about this is that, and then I want to hear you guys thoughts on this. I believe that there are such things as toxic men. No doubt about it. But you hear me say this all the time. You, you've heard me say that people are a product of their what? Environment. Environment. People are also a byproduct of their personal experiences. People are also I mean, I think you you used you read out a definition like you're a a cultural like conditioned by your culture or whatever, whatever you're hearing repetitiously on a a continual basis begin to shape your thinking. Right. Some of us had the unfortunate experience of being in toxic environments. Sometimes those environments, they produce toxic men but they also produce toxic women. And what I think is very problematic is we're addressing men who are toxic, right? Or demonstrative demonstrating destructive behaviors. What I don't appreciate is what we, we fail to acknowledge is, the fact that our society incentivize and rewards those same toxic men, whether it's in our music is in our entertainment. I mean, just, let's just look at our TV shows. How many more people are tuning in to watch ghost than they are tuning in to watch Andre Johnson of blackish ghost power.
0: Oh,
2: who is Andre Johnson?
0: Blackish. Oh, the show blackish? Between the two of us, Walker's the only one that has the answers to both of this. That's hilarious. But, but you're familiar I,
1: with yeah. ghosts, right? Yeah, and blackish. How many people I thought you were about to go
0: tipping port awards on <laughs> <us>. <laughs> No. No, I'm growing. <laughs> but
1: but but you understand my point. Mm-hmm. Who's the alpha of those two? Ghost. Who's the sex symbol? Ghost. But what was Ghost in Power? Uh criminal. You see, that's an example. That's yeah. an example. Look at Nick Cannon. Let's talk about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon just had his eighth child. I know who's counting at this point, <laughs> right? Up for that guy. And is expecting number nine. Why not? Go for it. But here's the thing. You know, you look at a future. You look at these types of men who appear to be getting rewarded for being toxic, right? Women still date him. Women still want to be with him because he's successful, has money, but is clearly toxic, right? Right. So if if we have a problem with toxic masculinity then there has to be on the flip side, toxic women who are drawn to such toxic men, but we don't say anything about those women. Generally we do not. And that is a double standard because if we really have a problem with something, we wouldn't incentivize it. We wouldn't reward it. Right. Right. And we wouldn't promote it. But again, this is a very capitalistic society and we're going to do with what we're going to do what sells. Mm. So if it's, if it's unhealthy, but profitable, let's roll with it. Right. Right. And I think that's the, that's one of the issues I have with this. It's almost very hypocritical because again, we're dealing with, we're dealing with things that are symptoms, but we're not dealing with the root issues of things. And so we have to show a standard of a man that we really want to exist in society and we have to start rewarding that and de incentivizing the bad behavior. But we're not doing that. We're just calling out the bad behavior.
0: Mm.
1: Well, what's the point of changing if I clearly see an example of of being how being toxic is considered alpha or attractive by the opposite sex in some cases?
0: What's your thoughts on that? Oh. Uh, f- I've never thought of it that way. Admittedly, I don't know what Ghost is. Um, you know Amari Hardwick, right? right? Yeah,
1: that's that's the guy who played the character Ghost.
0: Oh, Okay, okay,
1: yeah. I,
0: I, you obviously watched Power. I, I didn't, but oh. I knew
1: I knew who he was. Okay.
0: Um, I'll tell you. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but I'm I'm telling you how I process it when you compare the two. Okay. It shows something that we've said often on this podcast is that black men aren't a monolith. Okay. We can be that ghost and we can be Dre Johnson. We can do all this right now. Your point of reference was in terms of what society deems to be masculine when comparing the two, we lean a ghost, right? Um, this it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Because I know how popular ghost, not ghost. I know how popular power is. Right. And um, if this, if this is what women seem to be praising or desiring, then we got an issue. And we know women Plain aren't a monolith either. True. True.
1: But at the same time, that that type of guy is deemed attractive for by a lot of women. True. That is a fair statement to make. Right. Maybe I'm not saying the majority, but there are a lot of women who are drawn to that guy who um, maybe seem to be adventurous or whatever, right? And so, yeah, like, <laughs> who's incentive? Like, are we really incentivizing the behavior we
0: want from men? Are we rewarding that. You you know what's interesting? I'm really trying to think of the antithesis of ghost in a in a way that's appreciated by society. Are you are you struggling? I'm struggling, and that's that's the sad part. Like like yeah, Blackish has been on TV for Lord knows how long, and it has a it has yeah. a following. It, it has a Anthony it has Anderson's this. a household name. You yeah. could argue he was before that, but right. I would think most people, if you were to do a sidewalk set of interviews, <laughs> they would attach Anthony Anderson to Blackish. Sure, right. Um, but beyond that, Walker, I mean, I could take you back. I could take you back to Uncle Phil. Who was trying to be Uncle Phil, though? Who was trying to be a wealthy judge living in Bel Air?
1: I mean, you you related more to Will than you did Uncle Phil. True. True. He's a magnet. Right. Right. I mean, but I'm saying Uncle Phil was that father figure. True.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And you're right. But let's put Will. Let's put Will under the microscope here. I'm going with him. All right, we saw we saw a lot out of him in that show. Sure, we saw a lot. Um, <laughs> a I lot don't of know Will's...
2: a lot of growth.
0: A lot of growth. Yeah, sure. I don't know if he ever graduated college, but we saw he did. I think did he? Okay, we saw Will go from a troubled environment, get into a better environment, and grow from that. Mm-hmm. What's that? Was that really welcomed? <laughs> was that really? Because cause on, on the surface, I wanted to be Will Smith when I was younger watching Fresh Prince. Um, I wanted it for, for uh, superficial reasons because he had new, new sneakers on every episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think a lot of us growing up during that time looked up to Will Smith. Yeah, that's fair. I just think the problem with Will... I think Will was a great... He was a great archetype of someone that we could identify with growing up in the 90s. Right? I think that's what made the show work so well. Right. Right? But Will was also a part of hip-hop. And you gotta remember what other examples were going on in hip-hop right alongside Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. True. You know what I mean? You had Pac. You had... Biggie, Big, you had Snoop, yeah. you had, you know what I'm saying? You had yeah. a lot of other examples too. And I think Will was cool, especially for us because he was relatable. But I think in the grandiose scheme of what a man was, I don't think people was, I could be wrong. What do you no, think, like, I don't think no. people was looking at Will as what more a man. Like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, they weren't looking to Urkel from Family Matters either.
0: Okay. You got me thinking here, Walker. Like for real. But but do you understand why I get triggered by that though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it's it's easy to take that and say, oh yeah, this is what a man is because of this, 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 and this. And most of this, in terms of reasoning, aren't really substantial. It's not.
1: It's not. And and I, and I think a lot of in many cases we've caused this problem. True. You know.
0: Yeah. Not just. <sighs> I feel like I'm part of the problem. <laughs> like for real. Why do you feel, do you feel that dude, way, Because, dude, you're right. I, I think about how I absorb pop culture. Mm. Drake. Come on, man. Yeah. It's Drake. It's Drake. And I know Drake is entertainment. I get it. I know Aubrey Graham's a different person. Can we form our own conclusions that they may be the same? Who knows? I, I've never met Aubrey. But um I don't think you want to meet Aubrey. No, no. <laughs> it's it's probably a lot more than I could, could contain. But um even listening to the content of Drake's raps, I'm like, man, I don't really live by this. Yeah. But it's provocative. Yeah, I mean, the, but the funny I thing I'll was in is, the future on the way over here.
1: But the thing about it is. Those individuals, they live on a different planet. Like, I know we think they live on Earth, but right. I mean, could you imagine being Drake for a day? No, no. Could you imagine, as, like. As much as I stand, Drake, I tempt- couldn't do it. The tempt, you know what I mean? The temptation that's out there. Man. Could you, ima- could you imagine, like, okay. So much hot the sauce. The average. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? The average even a guy who has his stuff together. Good job, making good money, looking good looking brother. He ain't got he, his life is a will only at best be a fraction of what someone like a Drake deals with. Right. But we still allow these people who I mean, he he to me Drake is about as real as, as Superman Iron Man these type like. These are, you know what I mean? It's I'll almost like that. a it's a so you almost like you're writing this person's story, right? Mm-hmm. But we allow these people to influence our behavior.
0: When As I a say, whole. when
1: I say we, I As mean, yes, okay. not on an aggregate individual yeah. basis, yeah, right? right? Obviously, Drake isn't influencing you how to be a husband and father, true, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there are a lot of people who draw inspiration a lot of things they do, they draw it from celebrities and people they look up to. Sure. Right. If that person has character issues, if that person has a, a very unhealthy value system, then look at the, the, the group of people that they're the, the generation of people that they're influencing.
0: It's compounded toxic toxicity.
2: Like Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B.
1: And see, and this is the thing. I want you to, I want you to do me a favor, Black. Since you said that, could you look up toxic femininity? Toxic oh, femininity
2: refers man. to my the man. adherence to the gender binary in order to receive conditional value in patriarchal societies. It is a concept that restricts women to being cooperative, passive, Sexually submissive, gentle, and deriving their value from physical beauty while being pleasing to men.
1: Did you, did you understand that definition, yeah. Black? I mean, Gatry. Yeah. That's all I can see is the style. Yeah. No, 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 no. Read it again. Read it again.
2: I guess the part you really want is the. It is a concept that restricts women to being cooperative, passive, sexually submissive, gentle. And deriving their value from physically physical beauty while being pleasing pleasing to men.
0: Restricts them to being that. Okay, well, Meg is the antithesis of that. <laughs>
1: right. She, she exudes she's, she's she this, exudes some of that. Right. Right? But sexually, you know, she's pleasing to men, the whole and like she she got that.
0: Part of her and Cardi B's platform is dudes can dudes can say these things about us. I'm a savage. Yeah. Right? Right.
1: Independent, strong, whole nine, right? She's the antithesis of that, right? right? But it's toxic for a in other words, toxic femininity is re, is basically is basically the,
2: Definition the of femininity.
1: the result of what they perceive toxic masculinity is. Think about it. She derives her value. From a man that's toxic, but that is in reality what is that, black? You just said it, femininity. It's femininity. Mm-hmm. Notice it's toxic for a woman to be oppressed, wow. that's oppression. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: based on that definition. Oh, yeah, you the woman is guilty of toxic femininity when she submits to her husband. In other words, she complies to what the man, the, her husband or man would want in that situation.
2: Yeah. It sounds like both these definitions were written by women.
1: (laughs) Do you understand? Oh yeah. Now we see what Meg and Cardi and them are doing, but that's not toxic. That's celebrated. That's empowerment. Depending on who you ask.
0: Do you see how backwards this is? I do. So. And you're getting these definitions from the same source, right? Google. So what I'm saying is there is a ugly double standard here.
1: Ugly double standard here. And I have a difficult time trusting what someone would deem to be toxic masculinity when you're not even holding women accountable for their toxic behavior. Again, we're in, a, we're in a space to help men man up. We'll deal with men being toxic, right? We'll, we'll handle that. But see, who's, who are the women going to listen to and then who's going to talk to the women about their toxic behavior? Who's going to do that when, when the definition of toxic femininity is for a woman to not be traditional? Right.
0: But to your point, no one's talking about that.
1: Like, the thing is this, Gat, like, I think when it comes to, I I believe, I believe manning up uh, also, it involves being in touch with your, with your emotions. As men, we're not, as compared to women, we're not as generally speaking, we're not as emotional as women, right? Generally speaking, we're more logical the whole nine, but we still have emotions, and our emotions and feelings serves as indicators, right? So it's not a matter to deny our emotions and feelings, right? It's not a matter of suppressing them, but our emotions give us an indication to what's going on in our lives. It's how we perceive what's happening to us in that moment. If I come in here and I'm happy, I'm in a good mood, I'm cheery, you guys can tell what kind of day or week I've been having, right? right. Things are good because I'm upbeat, Right. But if I'm tired, I'm I'm laggy, I may be a little moody, you can tell I've had a challenging week because our emotions have a way of telling us what's happening in our lives as we live it. And I think for men, it's important for us to understand those emotions, process those emotions. I'm not a crier, not because I can't or I won't. I just, I'm not a crier, right? Right. But if you, if you need to cry, process it, process it. But remember, once you have processed, you've, you've, you've done what you needed to do emotionally about your situation. I think the next step is to understand that your situation is still present, even though you have come to terms with your emotions and feelings, you still have to address whatever it was that brought you to this emotional and mental state. Right. Right. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, man. In 2022, you got resources, you got therapy, you got books, you got accountability partners, mentor. You you can you can reach out and get help. You don't have to do it in a vacuum by yourself. My thing is, you got to still deal. Once you process your emotions, they should indicate to you what you need to do next. If you're feeling down, okay. Why am I feeling down? Okay, my circumstances aren't good. What can I do to change it? What can I do to work? You know what I'm saying? I think that's I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, telling men to suppress your emotions, not deal with your emotions. To me, that's just simply bad advice. Right? Yeah. And I understand that there, when you refer to toxic masculinity, you're referring to a certain standard by which men should behave that may not be healthy. Point taken. I can accept that. But I think we have certain people who are calling things toxic masculinity with no proof of it being toxic. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's okay to lean into masculinity as men and be men. I think it's, I think being masculine is a beautiful thing because reason why I say that is men who are very confident Oftentimes gets referred to as what? Cocky. And arrogant. Right? Yeah. That might be misconstrued as being toxic. Hmm. So which is which? Right. See you know what I mean? It, my, my point with toxic masculinity is that it's become so subjective. And What's so interesting about a confident man and masculine man is two. There's two outcomes when it comes to a very masculine man. Number one, he's going to find himself earning the respect of other men. Uh, yeah, then number two. As a, and that's the result of really number one, women being drawn and attracted to him find me a man that's very masculine. I'll find you women that find that man attractive. Mm-hmm. Whether it's his features or how he carries himself. Right. Right. Cause there's two parts. You can have the look of a masculine man, but not very, be very masculine. You can be insecure. You can be all these types of things. But if you, if you have all that working, you're going to have the, you're going to have both the respect of men and the admiration of men and the in women being drawn and attracted to you, simply put, thoughts. No, I, I
0: I agree.
1: I'm with you. So when we talk about confidence, being confident, being confident as a father, confident as a husband, confident. What does confidence come from?
0: Oof. To me, confidence comes from loving yourself. Okay. Knowing yourself. Okay. Any any more on that or simply well, put? Well just I, I I'm Elaborate. Just, elaborate for it. Yeah, us. I'm That's putting cool. the putting the microscope on myself. Um yeah. I struggle I struggle with not having much confidence before. And it was just, it was just not, it, it was me being, being my harshest critic and subconsciously soliciting those criticisms from my peers. Ooh. You know what I mean? Criticism from your peers? Yeah. Like, like, and, and I struggle with it now. I struggle with it creatively the most right now, but um, I could put something together for you and I could slide it to you and I'm like, Hey man, look, this ain't perfect, but this is what I got. <laughs> tell me tell me tell me what sucks about it. That's a lack of confidence, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like in using that as an example creatively, I'm not really I don't really I don't really love <laughs> what I'm putting out creatively. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um and, and and taking that example back to me in terms of you know how I was dealing with my wife. We were having, you know, we were re- really button heads. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the friction came from her lack of confidence in me being confident. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? Like, so you you
1: train her, you tr- basically train her how to relate to you. Yeah, because you wasn't confident. She it it led to a lack of
0: confidence in you from her. Correct, and that that through therapy, years of therapy was linked to me just really not believing in who I am. And so once that once that whole narrative starts to shift, yeah. Then you got to change in behavior. Yeah. You know like like she's my wife, I want her input, but there are situations to where I've got to be confident in the decision that's made. Yeah. and be ready to deal with the consequences and like I said to open up this dialogue be willing to admit when i'm wrong if that ha- if that if it didn't work out to our betterment take accountability take accountability but yeah so so when i think of when i think of confidence as a male it's knowing yourself loving yourself i think the confidence comes naturally after that confidence black what do you think
1: about For me personally? Personally, generally? Give me what you got.
2: Mm, Confidence is kind of... I don't know for myself. Uh, I guess like most people, struggle with it. Yeah. And I guess... It's just... I'm confident in certain situations, but I guess... Overall, I could probably work on being more confident. Mm -hmm. And... I've noticed with myself that my confidence is somewhat tied to financial stability for me. Hmm. Like if I feel I'm financially stable, that's when my confidence is at its highest. Hmm. And I don't know if that's (laughs) a healthy way to, I guess, uh, I guess, Account for your confidence, but that's how I'm programmed right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need therapy, but yeah, my confidence is kind of tied to how I feel as far as financial stability.
1: Mm. Okay. For me, I have always been very confident when I when I am in my. You don't look comfortable at all, by the way.
0: <laughs> that didn't. Happen. I'm confident in how I'm sitting. <laughs> YouTube, throw this arm at him. YouTube, throw a one in the comments <laughs> if, if if he looks confident, or two if he
1: doesn't. You
2: got a dislocated shoulder, man.
1: I know
0: you're like you in the you. you I'm look, just I'm just so used to sitting up straight, and I was like intentionally slouching, and it just got to a point. Where oh, you mean like, look comfortable?
1: <laughs> this is a funny guy. <laughs> This is a funny guy, man. Anyway, I have been the most confident when I've been in my comfort zone for me. But when you throw me outside of my comfort zone or if I'm trying something new, that's when you see my confidence begin to slide a little bit because it's the unknown. Yeah confidence for me comes from a, comes from a place of competence, almost kind of feeding off of what black is kind of saying. Like he talked about being in a place, a good place financially, you begin to feel better about yourself. Like, you know what you're doing, you got a handle on life. That's that in a sense, taking his example is how I feel about a lot of things. Work wise, podcast wise. When I have a degree of competence in what I'm doing I begin to show a lot of confidence. You know what I mean? It begins to come out. And so that's, that's been one of the reasons, just a moment of transparency, why I have a tendency to drag my feet when it comes to like stepping out and trying something new because there's a lack of confidence because there's not any established competence in what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So that's a natural tendency why I may drag my feet. So for me. Okay. What is it that I want to do in my life? Learn how to do it. Learn how to do it well. Right. Yeah. And from that, whether it's being a husband, being a father, you know, that comes with reading books. Right. That comes with, you know, educating myself on whatever the topic is, I develop competence and then I get confident in it. And that becomes a new place of comfort for me because I have the applied knowledge, not just the head knowledge, but applied knowledge. And I'm seeing results from it. I could even share what I know with others. And that's, and that's, that's when you can tell a person has reached a level of confidence when they're able to share their experiences, share, you know, what we're doing in this podcast, A lot of us, we're just sharing our anecdotal experiences based on the topic, right? Your 13-plus years is being married. My 10-plus years, like, we're sharing those experiences. And so I, I think for me, you know, getting back to the whole concept of manning up, for me, I think it's about developing competency in whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you have a passion for, try to be the best at it you know and it's not so much you're comparing yourself to others you're just trying to beat yesterday's version of you thoughts on that
0: yeah i don't know what to add like i I agree with that okay yeah you know, i mean competency yeah you never thought about it though? i never thought of it that way but i could not agree more because I, I think about where i am on my job now a year and a half ago,
1: I was really insecure about this position I was in, very insecure. But bro, today, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, we had an acquisition, and I'm meeting a lot of people for the first time. I'm leading the meeting. Oh, wow! Like, and I'm saying stuff, and I'm like, you ever had like an out of body experience? Like, you know, everything I just said made sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes. it's, it's better than. I hope they. I hope they know. Hope they haven't figured out they don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Like it's burst, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so to be fast forward, that comes from okay. I I got my legs up under me now. I understand the job. I understand what I'm doing, and I'm helping other, bringing other people on board to learn this system. And I'm here to help you. Mm. You know what I mean? And that comes from a place of just failures yeah (laughs) wins losses you know what i mean highs lows peaks valleys but for me i don't allow i haven't allowed the losses to define who i am in this space right right i take those losses personally and i learn from them and i think that that has allowed me to develop some confidence in certain areas of life you know and i'm still working on other areas but I think that's a big thing. when you talk about as we're manning up, man, just develop some, learn your craft, learn what you're doing. And I think for you, let me just, you know, let me help you out here, bro. bro, Cause you know, I, I got onto you early on in the pod. I was like, dude, why would you say, or in the history of our podcast, when you would put stuff out there, I was like, why would you say that, dude? Like you're great at what you do. Right. But I think, but it just seems like you were always question yourself. You're probably better now. Oh yeah. Um, but I would see you do even, even now today, like the work you're doing with other clients and whatnot, like dude, they're not paying money to someone to mess up their stuff. Like they have, they have, they have confidence in you (laughs) that (laughs) you're going to get the job done for them. Yeah. Right. So, I think over time your confidence has grown in your craft. Was
0: that a fair assessment? For sure. Okay. Something else you made me think about was um, about me. And thank you for that, by the way. Oh, no problem, man. Um, One thing about me for, for, I guess the majority of my adult life, one thing that I've always wanted more opportunities to do is to speak publicly Mm -hmm. on whatever. And I think here recently I'm starting to realize like how much confidence that takes and how, how, how public speaking can scare the skin off of some people. Doesn't you? No. Like give me more of these opportunities. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know, but you made me think about that. Um, and I think, I think that's why I'm kind of drawn to this. Cause this is an outlet for that. Yeah. And, well, we don't, we don't want to go down that route, but, <laughs> but, um, I don't know why I've always had that desire. You've
1: always seen yourself as that.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. So I, I was thinking, I was thinking about a project I was on when you and I were working together. Okay. And, um, part of, part of the project was explaining what was done to department heads, because it was a highly technical project. Mm-hmm. We got to take all that technical jargon and make it make sense to department heads who are not tech. To the business, basically. Yeah, to the business. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a dude that was like, no, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was so excited. It wasn't fear. It was excited. Wow. you talking about a guy walking, walking, pacing around a hotel room, going over what he's going to say Seven, with confidence, not even looking at notes. 7.30 p.m. at night, huh? <laughs> Yeah, not eight. No, let's, not not eight. Get, let's not get <laughs> right. drastic. Not all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but to your point, I didn't I didn't think it was a big deal. To me, it was just we're having conversation. Yeah, we got this project going on. Here's here's what we did. Here's how it's going to impact you. Yeah, whatever. But it's just me and you having a convo. Mm-hmm. But I think about the the tech guys on my team who were like, mm, I ain't doing that. Mm, I ain't doing that. Mm, I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> and right. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Give me more of this. But did you always see yourself as a speaker? Not always. Then let's talk then. about then. Like, did you see yourself? I No, I didn't. I didn't see myself as a speaker. But what I saw was an opportunity to just naturally, naturally relate to people. Okay. The pro- The project that I'm on is the conduit.
1: So you saw yourself as a person who could easily relate and connect to people. That's who you are. Yes. Yes. Do you think that your, your confidence to get in front of people who and do something that would like literally scare the pants off of other people? Do you think that was connected to the identity that you had created for yourself? You're a connector. You connect to people. You connect people. Yeah. So I'm going to connect you to this process. I'm going to communicate this. You're going to understand it. You're going to be comfortable about it because that's what I do.
0: Right. Yes. You nailed it. Okay.
1: You think that could be a clue as to what could help someone like myself or you or someone else who's trying to learn how to do something, yeah. you begin to see yourself.
0: And, and what I would encourage someone is to find ways to actively take inventory. Don't leave it up to chance. Like I did. And, and don't, don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like really grasp it and lean into it with the every opportunity you can. Because my, my thing was my, I think one of my biggest hindrances was not everybody loved to do as much as I did. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been, no, for, sir. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been until like my most recent, my current uh, full time job that i have starting to realize like, no, what I just did would scare the pants off of some people. They don't want to do this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Stick a camera in front of them and it's even worse. For sure. <laughs> so for sure. So yeah, so I I, I, I would say you're right, but um, also be intentional about that, about shaping that. And have the courage, have the confidence to lean into it. Write it down. Write it down. Lord, have mercy. Write it down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that helps. It's something about writing something down that just, it marks in your mind.
0: (sighs) (laughs) I got a confession on my skin. Well, you're on on the couch. This is therapy. (laughs) I'm a hypocrite.
1: In terms of what?
0: I got goals. Say that again? I got goals. Oh, thank the Lord. I've had goals. Thank the Lord. Did he say that word? I did. I did. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful Honest, day. Honest, open transparency, this is a beautiful vulnerability, day. hypocrisy, all right here. Y'all seen the digital notepad I carry around, the remarkable. hmm I've got a notebook in there called Goals. I look at it every time I pick up that notebook. It's one of the first things that pops in front of my face when I turn it on. I, shortly after that recording, Rashad Harper, I don't like you. I, shortly after that recording, wrote down a series of things that I wanted to accomplish this year. Don't give me that walker. I'm a hypocrite and it's what? not okay. I'm a hypocrite and it's not okay. Don't
1: give you wh- I'm not beating <laughs> you up.
0: But well, what? I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking of the power in that walker. Being being transparent, being so transparent. One of my goals I wrote on there was to get to 290. I wrote it and all I wrote was 290. I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it down, kept looking at it, kept looking at it thinking about it not really putting actions behind it i just wanted to magically be 290 but it, i wrote it down now look at what happened i've written it down and, and? i crossed paths with john owens and <laughs> john owens has helped me get to 270 <laughs> that's what's up you know what i mean so yeah. so thank you thank you but you you <laughs> you're it out this you're bringing out this uh Bro, I am loving this. But I'm loving this there's, pod there's right power, here. There's power in it, man. And, and forgive me, listeners. Like
1: this guy's growing.
0: <laughs> it only but took what forty years. There, there are several. There are several. Don't
1: rush the process. <laughs>
0: there are several other goals <laughs> that I wrote down on that note, on that note, notebook or whatever. And when I tell you, like majority of them, like 280 wasn't on there. Wayne 280 wasn't on there. Wayne 270 went on there. It was only 290. But um, when I tell you, like, I'm going to crush these goals, mm-hmm. and forgive me for sidebarring, but when you said write it down, I just had, no, to, conf- that- I had to confess because this has been on my heart for a while, and I'm, I've been trying to, like, sneak in the dark and write these goals down and look for y'all out of the corner of my eye like y'all wouldn't see me But, but what because made, of the statements I made. But I wasn't holding you to that, though. I th- let me answer your question because you didn't even answer it. I really feel like <laughs> you didn't even ask the questions. But I know what you ask it. I feel like listening to this again, or excuse me, listening to that episode again was hard for me. It was hard for me to hear myself say the things I was saying in terms of me running away from goals. And um, I shot him out already, but Rashad Harper, who listened to it around the time <laughs> it launched, and he texted me. He's like, man, how you not going to have any goals? <laughs> right? And so – I'm thinking of the two and I'm like, okay, well, let me think of like one thing I want to do this year. (laughs) Right. So I got the notepad and I just wrote it down. It wasn't even two ninety; It was something else has been done already. Uh, So I wrote that down and I I threw that note away. I was like, okay, I did it. Great. (laughs) But then I saw myself starting to think more about it, starting to pray more about it, Mm -hmm. starting to see things just kind of open up related to this goal. Kept going back to the notebook, kept looking at it like, oh, no, this is about to happen. Yeah. So I say all that to say I've confessed. But I said all that to say there is a there is a big power in writing things down. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Because you can't get around. You can't get away from it. Right. You know, so. Has that. What has that done for you in terms of writing, having a goal, writing it down
0: and actually marking it done? What has that done for uh, you? Now there Your is psyche. There is, there is a, there is an effective element in marking it off. Um, It just, it just makes you hungry for more or me at least. And it, it, it makes me, <laughs> it makes me think of my faith as well because the Bible talks about writing things down. Absolutely. Um, but the, the thing, the things that most of the things on my list that I've written down are not attached to superficial things. It's about like my own personal growth. Sure. Some of them come from therapy because out of all the years of therapy I've had, I haven't written down any of the stuff that I need to be working on until this year. Uh. And so now just like now that it's kind of muscle memory that I'm gonna go to that note and reread these goals. I'm gonna have to come face to face with the ones that aren't checked off. Yeah, right. Then it's that accountability, self accountability that kicks in. Okay, well, Ronnie, you want to get to 290? What you doing? Right. That's powerful, bro. Yeah. Thank you. That's very powerful. That's good stuff, man. I took a, I briefly sidebared us, but
1: no, I mean it, that was some value in that. I think someone whoever listening to that can can take that in and put some of that into practice. And oh, I yeah. think that was very practical. Um, in closing, man, what do you want to what do you want to take what what kind of takeaways do we want to have about about this cuz we 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 talked about a lot, masculinity. I I I lamented on my issues with toxic masculinity sure. and its hypocrisy. But but what are the things we we opened up with manning up? Yeah. And what does that mean? But what is the takeaway from from your
0: takeaway from this? To me, the takeaway is simple. It's responsibility, Walker. You and I, you and I black as well. We are responsible. For not only knowing and believing what we what we deem to be manning up, but promoting that. Yeah, this podcast is one mechanism, but we're out in these streets, Walker. Like we got to be living that unapologetically. Yeah. I agree with confidence. Because the illustration you made uh, earlier about that that man that seemingly has it all figured out he not only gets respect from women or desire from women, but he's getting respect from other men. Right. And you make me think of several men who I think fit the bill for that. Absolutely. These men are out here. They have their standards of what masculinity is. They're not shying away from it. Whether they want to admit it or not, they've got the responsibility to promote that. Yeah. Once promoted effectively, it draws people in. Absolutely.
1: Well said, ma'am. Thank you. Well said guys. We want to thank you for tuning in to the latest and greatest guys. You already know what to do. We need you to do. Do me a favor. I want you, if you're not on YouTube already, but if you are on YouTube, smash that like button, hit subscribe. Or if you're not on YouTube, go out there, find the T H a tipping point. YouTube would try to reroute you, but no, tell them you want the, and then you'll find our content. Subscribe to us. Help us out, guys. We definitely want to grow our channel. We have great content out there. Gatry's doing a great job of putting out videos for your enjoyment. Please be sure to go out there, like the videos, and subscribe. Also, you can interact with us on social media. That's Instagram and Twitter. You go to the tipping point, T H A, one word, the tipping point on Instagram and Twitter and follow us there and enjoy the content. Guys, we want to thank you again for tuning in. Be safe out there in those streets. Enjoy yourself. Be productive. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy over there is Ronnie Gatchery. We are the tipping point podcast. Thanks again for listening.